Welcome to the Father Seekers Podcast. My name is Keith. I'll be the host for today. With me, as always, is Barry Edgman. Barry is the founder and creator of the Father Seekers Podcast. Barry, how are you doing today, sir? Bro, that music is is killer. Yeah, you like that, uh, huh? No, I love it. It's incredible. I love it. Great pick. I'm doing great. I'm I'm doing great, really. Yeah. As I asked Barry that question, he started taking a selfie of himself, and so I was wondering maybe I, maybe I pressed play a little too early. Um, no. No, you're 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 right. You're right at home here, huh? So Barry Barry and I started a, a, a five part series, part one, uh, on the last show, um, a five part series on the on this Father Seekers podcast titled Five Things good fathers do five things that good fathers do. The last show was episode one of that series and it revolved around by intention and with words, good fathers create by intention and with words, good fathers create. And if you didn't listen to that podcast, uh, you can definitely still listen to this podcast. It's not like a five part series that you have to listen to part one to understand part two. Uh, but you definitely would want to listen to part one because this series that we're doing here, five things good fathers do, these are all, these are all tools in the tool belt, right? And, mm. and without the one tool in one belt, uh, in your belt, uh, the job may not get effectively uh, done. So with that said, this show, we are dealing, we are talking about, I should say, this statement. I only do and say what I see my father doing. Now, Jesus said that. I only do and say what I see my father doing. Barry, unpack it for us, sir. Well, that statement is one of the most, to me, one of the most incredible statements in all of the New Testament talking about fatherhood. Because Jesus, first off, was incredibly close to his father and he spent lots of time with his father. But to back it up for us today, like how do how do we do that? How do we how do we how do we apply that as fatherless guys? Well, one of the things about being a father is this is that you can never be a good father until first you've been a good son. So if you're if you've never had a father active in your life, you don't know how to be a good son. So Part of being a father is understanding what sonship is, having a father who directs me, leads me, guides me, teaches me, mentors me, loves me, shows me what to do and how to do it, even instructs me and gives me a way to go. Fatherless guys don't have that. So they have to learn the hard way. They have to trial and error. They have to copycat. They have to mimic Hopefully they copy and mimic somebody that's good, but most of the time they don't. And then for me, I got sidetracked into things that I didn't want to get sidetracked into all at the same time. The perfect storm was my past, my family tree, my, my generational pass downs, curses. So with all that, I became a father and really had no clue in what to do or how to do it. When we take this, this concept that Jesus only did and said 
the things that he saw his father do and say, that's, that's the perfect model for a son to have that father. Well, that sounds um, good. It sounds, yeah, definitely good, but incredibly doomsday-ish if, like you said, you mm-hmm. don't have an example to follow, yeah. right? So so if you, you didn't have a dad, how, how could you possibly know, A, how, to, how, to, how, to, how, how a good dad should be? And, and more, and I guess more to your point, how do you know how a good son should be? Like, how yeah. do you- It's a um, good question. So I, I evaluate myself, right? Yeah. Where, where I'm at today- better than I was a few years back, not mm-hmm. as good as I hopefully will be. Mm-hmm. Not having, not having say like a, a, a father present. How do you like, where, where do you go from there? I mean, well, you're, you're missing half of the equation. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, yes. And what I did for years, probably years more than I would want to admit is I overanalyzed what it meant to be a good father. Like I saw really good dads and I tried to copy them. And I tried to do what they did, but still that wasn't good enough because I never knew what it was like to be a good son. But what I did understand later on and eventually, I understood who was the best son ever. Only one answer, Jesus. So then I had to learn what were the things that he did to have relationship with his father Now, I can mimic those, and I can do those things, but I have to redirect and redefine a couple of things. Number one, I have to redirect and redefine the fact that I grew up without a dad, but the promise of God the Father in heaven was that he would be a father to the fatherless. And then I have to understand that there's no way for me to do the things that Jesus did unless I have the help of Jesus to do those Now, in the midst of all that, as I begin this relationship, I do the things that I see Jesus do because he did the things he sees his father do and say, and he responded. Jesus did those things faithfully. But in the midst of all that, the Lord Jesus is healing me. He's he's helping me grow. He's healing hurts that maybe I, I had no idea I ever had, but yet I responded out of those. Okay, so where we go from there, if you didn't have a father, um, you, 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 you follow biblically how a father should be. You follow Christ. You follow, mm-hmm. do the best you can in every circumstance to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Is that the explanation? Is that the spillover? That if, you, if, we, if we strive mm-hmm. for that in all of our interactions, um, you know, it, it should land somewhere on your children? Well... That's really not the spillover. That's, that's the push, the push forward. Here's, here's where you gather the stuff in your cup to spill over. There's no way for me to ever understand and go back what it would be like to have a father. But the one thing that I do know is that I had father hunger and I wanted a dad. So instead of rehearsing and looking back and trying to figure out all the stuff that happened is pretty much a waste of time. I've got to acknowledge it and say, yep, that that's what made me who I am today. But again, here I am in the present and I've got to deal with right now. So what do I do right now to go, okay, so I need to become an, an obedient son. So what do I do? I look to find the things in scripture 
that Jesus said, if you follow me, you're going to do these things. Well, let's back up to the statement in John 519 that says, so Jesus replied, truly, truly, I tell you, the son of man can do nothing by himself unless he sees the father doing it. For whatever the father does, the son does. So I need to have somebody that I can, I can pattern myself after. But because I didn't, I didn't have in my life that, that dad to fulfill father hunger, I, I'm, I'm missing out that intimacy, that relationship piece. So that's where the healing has to come in. And that's where I have to, I have to acknowledge, you know what? I can't do this on my own. Here's the spillover. I can't do this on my own. I don't know what it's like to be a son, but I can learn. I don't know what it's like to be a good father. I can learn. But again, we're doing all that in the present. We're, we're breaking cycles and breaking curses and learning how to be a good dad and a good son all at the same time. And there's no way to do that unless we first have the help of Jesus to do it because nobody can do that. That's the spillover. I like that. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's very applicable. That's very applicable. It's not, it's not either or, it's both and. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, as a listener might be, might, you know, very well be asking right now, well, well, how do I actually apply that idea, that statement? Now that we know, we know, I mean, this is a very, this is a very pointed, general and very executed sentence where I only do and say what I see my father doing. Right. That's a, that's a very point blank. That's a very, it's, it's point blank in general all at the same time. Right. <laughs> so our children are watching, right? If a child doesn't have a father figure or mother figure, they notice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember my, my, my father passed away when I was very young. Mm. I remember watching television shows, right. And looking at sitcom dads and, 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 have the, having that process, having that um, download into my brain. And when I became a father, uh, later, I, I, I would say, than some of my other friends, I was, I was uh, 30-ish mm. when, when, my, when, my, when my son came. But I remember that was my game plan. That was, mm. well, if I, just, if, I, if I put together all the fathers in, mm. in all these shows and react like that, mm-hmm. that should work, mm. right? Uh, me and my wife... Uh, when, when, when my wife became pregnant with my son, we, we came back to church. And with the, with the idea of if, if we raise a child in the church, I, statistically speaking, we're going to probably be way better off than not, mm-hmm. right? From what you were saying to me, like, you know, if, if you think you can just get by with, you know, with, without a father, with, without, without examples, um, you might, I might've been just fine with taking television show, sitcom dad scenarios. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I became a good father though, because coming back to church, I was surrounded by people that motivated me, uh, encouraged me and pushed me mm. to go more into scripture mm. to again, reference to what you said, the, 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 the perfect blueprint of father and son mm-hmm. to your, to the, to the listener, I would say, if you don't have a good example around you, go find a good example. Mm-hmm. There are the, are, like you said, our pasts are our pasts, right? And they can consume us and be us, or we can learn from them and be something more. 
Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's interesting that you bring up the sitcom thing because I, I, I did the same thing, but I, I found myself wishing that I had that guy as a dad. And then I began to look for dads in other places. And even as I grew and became graduated college and, and uh, went into ministry, I even asked some very prominent men that I worked with and for or were associated with. And I said, would you, would you be my spiritual father? And they said, no. One way or, or the other, they said, no, I've got my own son. We'll wait till you do this and do this first and then we'll do this. And so I just, I just, you know what, I gave up. And I, I thought, you know what, I've got this father hunger thing and I know that it affects the way I deal with my kids. It affects the way I deal with people. But there's, there's got to be a different way. So I begin to just say, instead of trying to copy everybody, I begin to just look at the way fathers in the Bible dealt with their kids, earthly guys, but then how the Father in heaven dealt with his kids. Now, here's where, here's where rubber actually meets the road, and here's where we can actually begin to look at the takeaways here. We can pattern after culture, and we can try to to fulfill father hunger with substantial or lack thereof ideas and concepts of being a good father. But one of the things that I learned, and one of the things that I had to had to develop was this: there is this thing designed in me. God put it there for me to desire to have a father, an earthly father who represented God to me. Well, the first thing I had to learn was that God is not going to act or respond to me like my earthly father did. He's not going to make promises and say, I'm going to be with you forever. And then the next day he's gone. So what I learned was I began to look at God and then I began to say, this is what I see about God. He says what he's going to do, and he does what he says. Second, he's consistent. Third, he's faithful. Fourth, he's always engaged. And fifth, he never gives up on me. So those those five right there, those are the takeaways. Those are the takeaways, the, uh, the, the broader statements. But if we apply any one of those statements into raising children, um, we're going to be better off, mm-hmm. right? Uh, way better off. So, yeah, I mean, it's an intimidating sentence. Uh, well, let's take it. Let's, let's take that idea just a step further. Sorry to interrupt. Paul said in Corinthians, he said, you have many teachers, but you have not many fathers. In one translation, Paul says, you have 10,000 teachers, but you have not many fathers. We're surrounded with people to tell us how to do things, but we're not surrounded or associated with people who will take us by the hand and say, look, I've done this and I'm good at it. And I've made mistakes, 
that I don't want you to ever make. So I'm going to take you by the hand and I'm going to lead you through this. Now, the concept, the idea is that, well, sure, let's just go do it. But if you've never been a son to a father, you have no idea what it's like to submit to a father figure. So if you're having problems submitting to a father figure, then therein lies the the one hitch, the catch that we have to deal with as fatherless dads. We have to decide and get out of the static field of, boy, I wished I had a dad and now I, I have a spiritual father. But we don't want to get out of that static field because we're magnetized, we're stuck in it. We have to get out of that field forcefully and break out of it and just submit ourselves to this guy. And I believe God will lead us to those men. And he will show us that those guys will begin to teach us and show us the ways of the Lord, the ways of fatherhood, the ways of sonship, the ways to grow and become a man first. We'll never be a good son until we learn how to be a man. And that's part of sonship is learning that. But, but learning how to be a good man to translate to our kids. Because who we are is what we transfer to our kids now. So Paul said, you have 10,000 teachers, but you don't, you don't have any fathers. Well, I guarantee you that if you pray and ask for God to send you a spiritual father, I guarantee you he'll do it. Okay. All right. I myself, like, I, I've never looked to fill like a void like that. Um, I have, I have myself surrounded myself with people that were just, you know, succeeding in whatever I was looking to succeed in. When it be, when it as it pertained to to being a father, I, I surrounded myself with other people that were fathers, and I just asked them along the way, mm-hmm. not necessarily taking on like a would you be like a like a spiritual father to me, mm-hmm. but like a I trust I trust your opinion on this matter mm-hmm. because you've done it. Would you mind if I asked you a few questions about this? And, I, and there's a few people I went out directly and asked, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I've never been a dad before. Mm-hmm. You've raised what appears to be." respectable children. Do, do you mind if I bounce some ideas off you? Cause, cause I don't know who else to do that to. And all the circumstances they've said, yes. Well, right? see, I think you made the transition there. Like instead of just having one, you've had several, like this guy may be really good at this. And right, this guy may right. be really good at that. So I'm going to get all the knowledge I can. Right. So I think you've made that transition and, I think some guys want just one guy to speak into their lives. Other guys want several guys. You know, either way, it's great. But we have to come to that place of submission where we go. And it sounds like you have and I have where we admit, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. So right. I need some help. Left to my own devices, I will screw this up. I will I will repeat to my kids what was done to me. Right. By Absolutely. Default. Absolutely. Because like our thesis statement said, I only do and say what I see my father doing. Yeah. Right. So- if you didn't have one, well, how do you, how do you, how do you do anything then? You don't know what you don't know. And if you had a really bad one, there are a lot of people that did. You're probably just going to repeat that. Mm-hmm. And if you had a great one, I hope you repeat that. Yes. Right. Indeed. You need, Indeed. You, you need, you need to repeat that and show your friends. And that's the show your friends sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta find trusted circles, mm-hmm. right? Trusted 
I mean, the places to find these types of human beings probably isn't at a bar. You would, I will tell you now that the majority of people on YouTube, 80% of people on YouTube are young men, 20 to 40, trying to figure out how to do anything. Yeah. So there's a community out there seeking for answers. And there's also great people out there to answer those questions. And I think, you know, you've hit on a, a home run there. I would say, hey, go find some, go find some people to yeah. bounce ideas off yeah. of, to, to humble, humble yourself to ask questions too. Mm-hmm. Hey, no one's a pro at this, right? Even the people mm-hmm. that had great, great leadership in their youth, they, they're still learning too. But sure. find people that can be trusted. Find people that, that when they speak something onto your life, mm-hmm. you might humble yourself and say, Hey, that's probably a good idea. And you'll know it when you hear it. You will absolutely know it when you hear it. All right. The intimidating uh, statement of I only do and say what I see my father doing. Hey guys, uh, you're being watched, right? Mm. You're being watched. Mm. And, and if that's a, if that's a wake up call to you right now, um, yes, your children are watching you and yes, how you act, how you, how you talk, how you talk to your wife, how you, how you talk to your friends, what you do on the weekends, what you do when you're not spending time with your children. That matters, right? That matters. I only do and say, I only, like, I only do and say what I see my father doing. Bingo. Take, take some thought into, into what you're doing. Take yep. some thought into what you're saying, how you're saying it. And who, good, bro. and who the people so good. you're, you're letting around yourself and your family, mm. who, who are those people? Right. So good. Pray and meditate on that. Yeah. Pray and meditate on that. And, and you'll become much more aware. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the father seekers podcast. We will be delving into the next topic in this five topic series of five things good fathers do on the next episode of the father seekers podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.